You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, no, Badge, you've got Sats and Jace here tonight. Welcome to it, a Thursday night edition. Hello, Scott Sattler. Hey, Woogie, and also listeners. Um, I'm really looking forward to our interview tonight. Uh, we've got with Adam Collins, who's part of the SEN team, uh, the cricket call, and mm-hmm. the test match is starting on Saturday, Australia versus South Africa. And I have to say, I'm a lot more excited about this series than I am against the, the Windies. I expected more from the Windies, but I was disappointed. And uh, but South Africa, they are formidable. Well, with the every ball, aspect. with the oh, not with the bat. They're, they're, they're... Well, they trust their bowling to decimate the opposition. Yeah, but when and, you... and do enough with the bat, you've got a pretty strong batting lineup that you're bowling mm. to in the Aussies. The Aussies just need to post a good score and they'll win. They'll they'll knock they'll knock South Africa over, not cheaply like the Windies. They'll put up more resistance and score more runs, but. Yeah, their batting lineups, their weakness. I think, you're, I think you're downplaying the South African side. No, I'm not. I, I my outstanding bowling attack. If they can get through and put us under pressure, I can't remember last time our test, our test batting lineup was put up and any pressure. Oh, Pakistan, that was pretty tough. But anyway, we'll talk to Colo and see what he has to say about that a little later on. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, uh, our SCN stations, eleven seventy in Sydney. They're getting ready for their uh, Christmas party. Uh, tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, I wonder if they're allowed to stay any longer than I was. I was dragged out of mine and hijacked. Out of the whole team. At its, after three hours. Out of all our colleagues in Sydney, yeah, who's, who'd, be, who'd be the most boring member at a staff at a Christmas party? Jeez, that's Wouldn't t- be Fletch? No. I don't know. Jeez, um, that's a tough one. Well, you're talking about on air. On air people? Nathan Brooks. Oh, the producer? Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't, like be, meerkat. wouldn't be Gibbo. No, nah, he's mad. He'd get kicked out. What about Jez? Everyone's everyone's got that that one person in their office that has the ability yeah. to just break out once a year and that's at the Christmas party. Yeah, I thought that it was gonna be person. you at ours last week, but that didn't happen. No. You stayed boring. You stayed true to yourself. Yeah, in public. I was in public, see? I wasn't in a safe environment. Uh, SCNQ, our listeners through 693am. Um, the person who outlasted the Energizer Bunny from the SCNQ team in Brisbane is Ian Healy. Well, he's a, he just he's keeps a, going. Well, he's tried and tested. He's a tourist. He's used to going for days. <laughs> he's a messy drunk too, isn't he? Oh, Drink responsibly, so everyone. So, yes. But he is messy. And behave yourselves at your Christmas parties. Can we I, know what can go wrong. Now, listeners, yeah, he's one of our great cricket players and one of our great characters as well. You know, Court Healy, Bold Warren, Court yep. Healy, Bold McGrath. You know, we, we saw that for so many years. 
And he is so giving with his time to people in the public. I saw him at one stage at our Christmas party. Ian Healy, you know, arguably one of our greatest, if not our greatest wicketkeeper of all time, just for pure keeping skills. Yeah. And I, I saw him teaching these young guys in the public bar just how you know, you've got to get down low and you've got to rise with the ball and then you've got <laughs> to sway. With his dodgy and, fingers. <laughs> he's he's got fingers guy. like a witch, yeah. hasn't he? <laughs> he's a great guy. <laughs> he's, great guy. he's one of the best human beings on the planet. Uh, hello to our listeners through uh, SEN uh, 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1323 AM in Canberra. Those listening through the SEN app, you can download that if you're not. Uh, from the App Store or from Google Play. And if you're listening to the podcast a little later on tonight, you will be happy to know that Scott Sattler's going to make an effort uh, with the last laugh tonight. In fact, uh, one of our smartest listeners, Steve from Dubbo, said, uh, suggested last night after the joke, I don't know whether you saw it, Sats, because you run out the door straight away. He actually said, and I quote, Gear, it's time you took a spell. Give Jack a run with the last laugh. That shan't be happening. I reckon we should because I think there's some good content in that. Okay. Okay. Because well, Jack's not incredibly funny, is he? Well, I find him funny. He's articulate funny. Yeah, but that'll go over our listeners' heads. Mm, true. True. So Probably I think, like Daniel from Prairiewood. He's very intelligent. Yeah, he's a, so Daniel will get it. Yep. Daniel will chuckle. Adrian won't. Oh, Adrian. Please. Straight over his head. He's an accountant. <laughs> You can get involved in the show anytime, 0457 736 736. Actually, I saw Adrian was on uh, the Professor show before us today on SCN. He called up, did he? He brings every show. Mm. Well, he loves his sport. No, now, he loves he, to annoy the crap well, out of people. Well, he polarises a lot of people, but I think, he, I think he loves wearing that badge. Good on him. Hello to our WAC pack in Adrian, Glenn and Danger, if yep. you are listening. They'll feature in our Christmas special on Christmas Day too. Mm. You turn that bit off. You don't have to listen to that bit. So it's a, <laughs> three good segments out of four is not bad, I say. Um, you, what was going to say? Oh, TikTok, Badge Sats, SEN. Make sure you do. I'm loving TikTok. I found out today you can watch stuff live on TikTok. There was a video. People, I don't understand. There was someone in New York at a pizza shop with doing like 12 pizzas. And then the next minute, I did watch that for an hour. <laughs> uh, and then the next minute, the, I'm looking at a building site somewhere in the world. People just working. Why would people want to watch a building site with just guys getting around in high? high, uh, Might be OHS. I don't know. 0457 736 736 if you want to get involved in the show via the text or 1300 01 1170. Greatest sporting moments of 2022. Tonight's Sats is a rugby related, rugby league related. There's a lot of rugby league big moments this year. Uh, There was one in Origin. there's a couple in the finals that come to memory. What there was a couple of milestones as well. Yeah, be interested. Who picked this? Uh, Jack and I had a discussion okay, about cool. this. There's okay. one I'm trying to block. Yep. But this one we agree on. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. I think you know the one I'm trying to block. I don't. Well, I got. I've got absolutely no right. idea. Um. It. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's fun fact Thursday. Fun fact Thursday. It's fun fact Thursday. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? So much fun on a Thursday. Fun fact Thursday. See, even you stick your head in your hands when you hear that. It's embarrassing. For those who are new listeners. I'm embarrassed for Badge and Jack and Matt. 
and you who put those voices together. That's what I'm embarrassed for. I'm embarrassed for our listeners who know that this is a crap segment. So I go away on holidays for three weeks. I come back, and this is what I come back to. Flashback Thursday. Which is sats. Because we like to be creative. You don't. Fun fact Thursday. Give us one. Fruit Loops mm. are all the same flavour. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? Did you know that? No. See, I don't like Fruit Loops. I think they're the most overrated cereal of all time. I don't think they're rated, are they? Are rated? I don't think they, they are. <laughs> Why are they are rated? I don't know. Now, Fruit Loops are all the same flavour. I didn't know that, but I So asked, are Cocoa Pops. I asked a couple of people today who have grown up with Fruit Loops. They didn't know that. So that's a fun fact for Thursday. Who did you ask? A couple of my mates. Same age demographic who grew up eating eating Fruit Loops. Never oh, stable I th- diet. I think you know? I had Fruit Loops once. Yeah, don't like them. Cocoa Pops. If if I'm gonna have a treat at breakfast time, mm. it's Cocoa Pops because it's it's like two meals, mate. You get the crunchiness, and then afterwards you get a free chocolate milkshake. Yeah, only crunchy. I know. <laughs> Is that not the best cereal? Yeah, I Cocoa Pops are in the top three. Take complete nutrition out of the I know. Don't worry equation. about that. Okay, don't worry about that. Yeah. Can you remember Frosty Flakes? No. Wow. Frosty Flakes were like a corn flake. But just, oh, with sugar on them? Just so much sugar on them. It was ridiculous. But, God, they were nice. Neutral Gain's got to be in the top three. Neutral Gain? What's a, what's a gain? <laughs> I'm struggling. I've been up since. I'm telling I'm moving Are out. Are you having a seizure? I am. I'm moving out. I'm over my animals. Don't get back on your animals. Mate, the cats are waking me up at three in the morning and I can't Have get back to sleep. Have you still got that ringworm? <laughs> Seriously? Can so- no, no, I don't want advice on how to deal with my cats. All mm. right, I won't take advice on that. Uh, neutral grain is in the top three. What else? See, I like a good old-fashioned cornflake. But see, when I was growing up, I used to put sugar on them. Well, that's Frosties. Well, that was a cheap person. As a, we weren't, we didn't have any money growing up. And we used to get the poor wheat bix, uh, the poor corn flakes as well. Yeah, but cocoa pops are definitely in the top three. Okay. Definitely, right. stable part of a lot of kids' diets. Steve reckons his family's full of Fruit Loops. Now you mentioned the uh, the great sporting moments of twenty twenty two. I don't know what it is at the moment, um, and they're not in any particular order. Uh, but 576, Mike says Murray Tuolangi is arguably the rugby league pass of the century. That was mm. an amazing pass. Was that in? That was in Magic Round, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Magic Round, going over that Western Touchline. Hey, uh, also tonight, I like. I'll, look, if you've got a fun fact for us, send it through. 0457 736 736. Uh, the Raw have compiled uh, what they believe is the best second rowers. In 25 years of NRL thoughts. You've got to remember 25 years of the NRL this year. That's incredible, Yeah, isn't it? 1998 was the first year of the NRL after the Super League and both uh, both bodies came together. Steve Mascord. Yeah, we should get Jesus on next week. Steve Mascord has, I believe, one of the best insights yep. around that period in 1995 through to 97, that Super League and ARL, ARL war and... And when it came back together in 1998, you're going to try and get him on, aren't we? We're going to try and get him on. Yeah, we'll get him on Monday. Yep. He Actually, I think they're having a reunion on the northern beaches of Sydney because didn't they all meet at a restaurant, like a Chinese restaurant or something there, and 
and, and where it they, all came back together. Where it all came back together. I'm sure Masco told us that when we spoke to him in the UK. Mm, okay. Let's get him on Monday night and have a chat to him. He's one of the best minds in rugby league. So and probably got the most amount of frequent flyers yes, than any journalist in the world. Twenty five years of the NRL and yeah, the Raw, which is an independent publication, very good read if um, if you're a sports lover. They've compiled, as you said, Woogie, 25 years, the best second rowers. Now, top 10, and I've, what I, the way I like to look at it is, and I'd like to get your, your opinion on this, listeners, 0457 736 736. Did they win a comp? And did they win an individual award, like a, a Dally M player of the year or a Dally M positional? Did they dominate at rep level? And did they change the way some of the opposition teams played against them? And did they dominate that position for a long period of time? Let's say around seven years. Okay. Five to seven years. And they're just second rowers. Just second rowers. The old school, school number 11, number 12. Okay. So number 10, Adrian Morley. I think he's too low. I think he's got to be higher. He played a lot in the front row as well, but he was a frightening figure, but one of the great Pommy players to come to Australia. Number nine, Craig Fitzgibbon. Played in the 99 Grand Final, 2000, 2002, 2003, 2004. Mm. Played a lot of rep. Played Clive Churchill medalist, 2002 when they won. Mm. Semi Thigh Day. Played a lot of origins for, for Queensland. 300 gamer as well. Luke Lewis, another 300 gamer. Started on the wing. Went into the <laughs> back row. Uh, he's number seven. This man, Ben Kennedy, he came over from Rugby Union when he, was in, when he went to Canberra. And... Uh, had a lot of success when he went to the the Knights. They won the comp in 2001. Went to Manly. Mm. They won another comp when mm. he was there as well. Mm. Number five, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, changed Yeah, changed the way a lot of players prepare, actually, for games. Is that a little high or a little low, I should say? A little low. Well, yeah, possibly. I, I think a lot of people feel as though that he, because he left the, he left the game and came, came back. back. Yeah. Boyd Cordner, number oh, yeah. four. Yep. Sapped every little bit of talent he had out of his career. He was a tremendous competitor. Steve I think Menzies. he should I think he should be higher. Really? I, Above I, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cordner should be higher. Steve Menzies, three hundred gamer, the most prolific try scorer in, in Ford's history. Uh number two, Nathan Hindmarsh. Too high for me. Another three hundred gamer. Uh one club, two grand finals, lot of state of origins and test matches as well. Um, you, you, had a massive engine on him as well. You reckon he's number two? Oh, see, I'd have Cordner at two before. I think before Ben Kennedy at six is too low. Because I'm just thinking, Boyd Cordner had a lot of success, and we all know, you know, famously, that Hindy never won a premiership. Yeah, Cordner had so much success. One captain comps. his state, yeah. captain his country. Yep, won comps. Number one, probably no argument here. No. Gordy Tallis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ferocious he was, and um, changed the way you played against him. That's what the great players do. They either change the rules, yep. or they change the way that you prepare when you play against them. So yeah, that's that's the top ten from the raw. And I, I, I'm just trying to think: has anyone missed out? Yeah, don't, don't worry about so much about the order. I mean, you might want want to put your two bobs worth in about the order, but ha, yeah, is there someone? And we've racked our brains. 1998 onwards. Yeah, we've racked our brains, and we can't think of. See, I. I am. There's no modern day players on there. No, there's not. Because you say, I think you got to dominate for a, a, a long period of time. Well, so there's players. Minimum five to seven years. Well, dominate that position. There's and, some around. Yeah, there are plenty around. 
So tell us, 0457 736 736. Has anyone been left off that, that list of best second rows in the last 25 years? Rightio, 0457 736 736. Or call us if you like, 1300 01 uh, 1170. Steve from Dubbo, evening fellas. Finish the week off with a big show. Bring it home, boys. Gee, what an inspirational chat. Well, he's always got really nice things to stay, say after the show as well. Steve, um, which reminds me of something you wanted to mention as well about a um, a head coach who's probably not as inspirational. Who's that? You remember we talking about? I don't want to. I don't want to name names, mm-hmm. but it wasn't very kind to his assistant coaches. And by naming this person, no, I wouldn't. Okay, because I don't think it's common knowledge, isn't it? I don't think so. Rugby or rugby league? Rugby. Eddie Jones. No, so we're not meant to name him. Well, we're not going to... We can't not, tell the story now. I can tell the story. No. Oh, okay. Has it been cleared? Yeah. Is this a... Yeah, okay. So you're talking about Eddie Jones. The and, one you're telling me in the office. Yeah, Eddie Jones, one of his... Now, this was told by Stephen Donald, former okay. former All Black. Okay, so we can tell it. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's Beaver's problem if, it's a, if so it comes of, back. Of course, he's lost, his, he's lost his job, Eddie Jones, and um, there's some stories starting to evolve uh, out of um, his termination. <laughs> That from reports, there was a an assistant coach that uh, Eddie Jones uh, abused in front of the the playing group, which is a no no. You never do that to you. you never do that to your staff. And so after the session, he allegedly you know he apologised to the guy and said, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm really enough. sorry that I did that in front of the in front of the group and it embarrasses you." And he actually had a uh, like you know butcher's paper and said, "Listen, I've I've bought you a couple of really nice." Uh, cut some meat. I want you to go home tonight and enjoy this on the barbie with, with your wife or your partner, whatever it may be. So, assistant coach goes home and <laughs> fires up the barbie and opens it up and sausages, <laughs> and then apparently re- received a text message saying, "You're not, you're not the right cut of meat. You're not ready for this this sort of level of of coaching." And more That's or less saying, "You're not, you're not a rump steak or an eye fillet. You're a, you're a bunch of sausages." So wow. Yeah, good vote here. 984, top 10 back rolls the last 25 years. Sam Burgess. How is he left off the list? Yeah. How is he left off the list? Come on, Raw. Is it more than because he was a front row slash number 13? Uh, no. See, well, I think, Adrian Morley's not made the list. See, I think a back rower is 11, 12, 13. That, that's what yeah, I Yeah, but think. we're talking about second rowers. Yeah, second rowers. Yeah. No, so there's, there's no there's Maybe no Sam, lock. he didn't spend a lot of time in the – Second row per se, but did Adrian Morley though? I, yeah. I, I only remember Adrian Morley nah. at prop. No, nah, he played second row as well. Played a lot of second row actually. Craig from Maitland, Anthony Watmo should be in there. Good player, and he says uh, Boyd, Boyd, Boyd Cordner should be higher. Yes, yeah, so Boyd Cordner fourth, and when you look at his record of premierships and, like you said, successful state of origin captain as well. Yeah. Here's one for you before we go to a break. Uh, Paul from Belrose. Got to get Glenn Stewart in there somewhere. Agree, Hindmarsh deserves to be in there, but way too high. Yeah, Paul, Glenn Stewart, they call him Gifty. He was one of the uh, the old school back rowers. Beautiful ball skills and um, tremendous player. Part of that really successful manly, manly period as well. Uh, I'm glad. So these are the ones we didn't think of, Sats. What about Gummidge from Perth? And thanks for joining in from Perth. 
have to have Jason Taumalolo in that list. Again, probably more oh. of a number 13, not a second rower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah got to be a second rower, yeah. Mm. All right, keep your suggestions for the best second rowers the last 25 years. 0457 736 736. Got to go to a break. Adam Collins from the SEN commentary team joins us ahead of the first test at the Gabba on Saturday. He's next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Manus Labashane readies himself. Philip Bowles to him. He turns from his pads. He is the boy who wants more and more and more. 150 to add to a double century and a century in Perth. Hmm. He knows no bounds right now, Manus Labashane. Jared Waitley on SCN Cricket. Sats, of course, the man is in form and he gets to play at his home ground Saturday, the first test. The real summer of cricket begins. The Westies, I don't even know what that was, but the real summer of cricket. It was a warm-up. Oh, it was, I think it was. It was a warm-up. Absolutely. But they've got a good bowling attack, the South Africans, and I'm looking forward to Saturday at the Gabba. Adam Collins from the SEN Cricket uh, Coverage is joining us right now on Sports Day. G'day, Adam. And good afternoon, fellas. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable interpretation that it, that it serves as a bit of an hors d'oeuvre, the uh, windy series, and this will be a more competitive series because the, uh, well, let's call it for what it is, South African attack can take 20 wickets, and the Windies were never taking 20 wickets uh, no. in the test matches they played at Perth and Adelaide. Um, I've got a crap stat here for everybody. Crap stat. Haven't played that in a while, have we? Yeah. <laughs> Australia haven't beaten South Africa on Australian soil since 2005. And I think yep. the last time South Africa were here was 2017, Colo, and they, they towed us up then as well. It was the catalyst for a crisis of sorts in Australian cricket. They were 2-0 up. They bowled Australia out for 85 that's back in November 2016. There isn't much continuity from that squad to this one, although they do have Rabada, who was instrumental that day down in Hobart and also at Perth when they won the first Test match there. So you're right. It has been, it's tended to be the type of rivalry where Australia have won in South Africa, although famously not in 2018, a little thing you might have heard of called Sandpaper. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, the last time... Um, yeah, the last time that Australia beat them, as you say, at home was in 2005-06. So it's been an odd, an odd kind of rivalry on that basis. But, yeah, it's worth sort of putting this in context, I think. The, the South African bowling group is outstanding. It's about as good as any going around in the world alongside the Australians. Their batting is, is modest, unfortunately. So um, I don't think it's going to be a ding-dong battle unless the South African bowlers can get right on top early in the series. So if we wanted to see it more, if you want to see a more competitive series throughout the course of the next three test matches, I think a lot of it hinges on how well Rabada and Gidi and Janssen bowl at Brisbane. So, sandpaper gate. Let's go back to that, Adam, in 2018. And Uzi Kawaja, I read with interest today, saying that he believes that the Australian side has grown up since sandpaper gate. What, what do you think he's alluding to there? Yeah, look, I think that's a, a, a fairly sort of interesting observation from, from Usman Kawaja. I was over there in 2018 uh, calling the, the fateful day at Newlands when the sandpaper was taken out of Cameron Bancroft's pocket. And look, you've got to remember that that was being... It was building towards something bad over there. Um, not as far as cheating is concerned. And, you know, there's no real point going over that incident in great detail. But the Australian side had lost its way through the course of that series. It was a spiteful series on from all parts. It was the end of a long summer. They were in bad nick generally. And I think culturally, the side 
as was said in the review, that followed the sandpaper had reached a point where it was win at all costs. And um, it does feel like a very different group of Australian players, even if some of the personnel is the same. I think their attitude more generally is a healthier one. Uh, we hear a lot now from Pat Cummins saying they don't waste their energy on getting too involved in in the verbal combat. They're more focused on bat and ball, and I think that's a much better place to be. And yeah, it was McCollage as well placed to make an assessment like that, given he's been in the dressing room for over a decade. You talk about spiteful matchups, and there was one in that uh, in that 2018 series, of course. Just reminding the listeners, if if they can remember it, Rabada, of course, he was banned for that aggressive send off of Steve Smith. He got in his face. He was screaming. Yep. He had the shoulder bump. Is that one of the matchups that you're looking forward to to revisiting four years later? Yes, he ended up not getting banned for it because they overturned it. Yes, on the field. they did you're too. Right. It was. Um, I've I've never seen Steve Smith so angry in my life as when he was answering questions about uh, Rabada when that was overturned. He was furious about it. I actually think that contributed to um, what, what went down that week. He was in um, a really bad place, but a long time ago now, though, he's a very different man, Steve Smith, these days. He's been through a lot. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't, look, I just don't expect it'll be that kind of series. I'm sure South Africa will come hard and, and all the rest of it, you'd expect them to. That's their comparative advantage, but especially with their fast bowlers. But it does feel like both sides have chilled out a bit. So, yes, it's going to be very exciting seeing Rabada. Um, who's been one of the, the greats of the modern era, certainly for South Africa, who's been an outstanding bowler up against Steve Smith back in form. But I don't think it'll have that extra edge, which should go over the top in 2018. Oh, I read somewhere the other day, it's been a while since Warner, Dave Warner's actually hit a ton in test cricket. With so much cricket going on at the moment, I think he got one in the one days recently and whatnot. Is he under yep. any sort of pressure, Colo, do you think? He is, yeah. I mean, it, it depends how you interpret pressure. I mean, he, he will, um, if he wants, I'm sure he'll be able to go to um, play in, in India and England next year in, in the test matches over there. The question will be, does he want to? And I don't mean is there not a desire for him to do so. It might be that he rationally assesses that um, that he um, that he is, with his diminishing returns, reaching the point of his career where it might suit his interest to bow out after the Sydney test match this year. In Melbourne, it's his 100th test, so he'll reach that really important milestone which I'm sure will mean a tremendous amount to him and his family. And all the external noise at the moment that we heard a lot about last week with him mm. having his ongoing stoush with the independent process with CA around his leadership ban, that, that must have taken a toll as well. But you look through his numbers post-COVID, so to speak. His last test century was in January 2020 against New Zealand. He has not dominated the series since then. Indeed, he's not even had a great series since then. He's, the returns have been middling. So, And he's very aware of that. I think from Warner's perspective, though, he, like a lot of the Australian players, saw the last two weeks as fairly pedestrian test cricket. We know one thing about David Warner. Over his long career as an Australian player, he steps up the more fierce the contest. So he's got a long history with South Africa. As we know, he received that one-year ban um, the last time he played a test match against them. So um, yeah, there'll be a lot there. He won't be lacking for motivation over the next three weeks. One thing the South Africans have always had over the years is a really good all-rounder. And we've got a tremendous all-rounder, possibly one of the, the great all-rounders by the end of his career in Cameron Green. What can we expect, not only from the bowling attack, which is first class, have always got uh, tremendous batters in that top order as well. What's their, what's their all-rounder look like in this series? He's going to be really important. We've seen his bowling. He's world-class already, isn't he? As a quick, a genuine quick. By the way, he's not a medium pace, so he holds up an end. When Cameron Green's bending his back, he's up in the mid-140. So, mm. if, if, if he weren't... I mean, I think the way of interpreting Green, if Green couldn't bat, let's say he was a number 11, he would still be considered for a spot in the Australian team on the back of his bowling. So, he's that good. 
So, and we saw that in the first test at Perth. He wasn't very good last week in Adelaide, limited opportunities. But the previous week when the series was live at Perth, he was outstanding. The one thing, though, about Green at the moment is that he's played sod all red ball cricket. He played in the last two weeks to prepare for, in a way, it feels like to prepare for this series against the Windies, which never should be at test level. But his previous red ball game before that was in Sri Lanka back in July, mid-year in a test match in very, very different conditions. He was part of that. T20 World Cup squad, part of the one-day squad as well. So the major difference there is that you go back a generation and these players would have had, you know, two, three, four shield games, maybe a tour game as well. Now they just are expected to turn it on at test level on limited prep. And I think Mm. that's something that more generally needs to be understood better because you can't expect guys off no prep, especially batters, to perform at their best if they're not playing the form of the game they're expected to. And the equivalent for South Africa in that all-rounder position, is that Janssen? Yeah, and he's class. So he's had a great start to his international career, Marco Janssen. Watched him at Lords this year make a you know, low-scoring game. I think he made a 50-odd um, batting down the order at number seven. Uh, and look, he bowls like the wind. He's six foot eight, left armour. Very similar to Green that if Janssen didn't bat, he'd still be in a South African test team. So there is a similarity between those two. So you're right. I think if you're thinking about matchups. There's Rabada Smith, sure, but I can't wait to see the two all-rounders go against it, not just against each other, but against the opposing lineups. Mm. Because having uh, Janssen as a fourth seamer is a total luxury. Can't wait. First test starts Saturday at the Gabba. Live coverage Saturday morning. Download the SCN app for ball-by-ball coverage. Uh, one of the men who will be calling all the action, Adam Collins for SCN. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Can't wait, guys. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back. Uh, Sats and Jace here for your Thursday nights. 0457 736 736 is our text number. For expert car service, book into your local Repco authorised service centre. I notice uh, Moose uh, on the text machine uh, wants your thoughts, Sats, on Tom Travojevic, the manly start's been revealed today. Grade two hamstring. Not as bad as what we thought. No, but out for eight weeks. Should be back in time for round one. Yeah, which is great news, uh, great relief, but an even greater concern for the manly seagulls. As we spoke about last night, it's a huge concern that he's continuing to get some of these soft tissue injuries. Now, is it just him biomechanically? Is it just his stage of his, his career and his life that he's getting these injuries? Is he going to get to a stage where his body just matures yeah. and he doesn't have those imbalances? But it is a huge concern. And moving forward, Woogie, he's got to be able to spend a lot more time on the field because when he when contracts are up, and I know he's only signed fresh deals, but when contracts are up, clubs take this into, especially Manly as yeah. well, they take that into consideration. They say, hang on, in the last four years he played an average of – you know, 12 games, 11 games or whatever it may be. So, yeah, it's. I'm glad it's not a, a grade three tear, which would have kept him out and would have required surgery. Grade two hopefully gets it right and the high-performance unit are going to have to uh, spend a lot of time on how they keep him on the training paddock. Hopefully that answers uh, your question there, Moose. Thanks for your text, mate. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our number. Uh, something that's blowing up the text machine and the phone lines tonight is the second rowers list, uh, the greatest uh, in the last 25 years. So we're talking about during the NRL. Mm. Uh, this has been put out by the Raw, and we think there might be a few people missing from that list. So does Jeremy from West Pennant Hills. How are you, mate? Good, sir. 
Yeah, a bit of a dodgy line there, Jeremy. Just stand on one leg, mate, and put your arm up uh, in the air if you could there, buddy. Yeah. Who's, who's missing from this top ten? It's the fugitive. Um, who's missing? Yeah. No. Um, is that better? Can you hear me now? Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. So, mate, look, um, Wade Graham. I reckon that that guy, yeah, mate, he's he's changed. You know, like he he turned around the Origin series series a couple of years ago. Um, but more importantly, mate, Woogie, wash your mouth out. When you turn around and said Nathan Highmarsh doesn't deserve to be number two, mm-hmm. mate, you have if you if you've got an answer respect for dudes like Danny Bedirus, who said he was the most favourite player he played with with in Origin. Hindmarsh making 60, 70 tackles a game in Origin, running the ball. Mate, also, the footwork, the speed he had before he had his turf toe. Mate, you dead set have got to watch a fair bit more football or, or not be so, uh, not have so much of a recency bias because he was an absolute freak. You know, well, the I amount of. I understand what you're saying, but I'm only asking. I'm only talking about moving him two spots, mm. so he's still in the top five. Mm. I'm just saying, Boyd Cordner could easily swap from four. Is that based on because he's two. won premierships? Well, Boyd and... Cordner's won premierships, played and captained New South Wales, played and captained Australia, mm. um, and unfortunately, mm. Hindy hasn't had the same success as Boyd Cordner. And mate, Boyd yeah. Cordner's a Roosters player. This is hard for me to say. Yeah, but mate, you know, he had a little bit of help from Uncle Nick as well and his salary sombrero. So well, I don't think the Eels yeah. are struggling either, mate. You seen that Leagues Club? <laughs> so, I think I think we're splitting hairs. I've got, say, I've got to say, Jeremy, yeah. Wade Graham in mm. 2016 Grand yeah. Final for uh, for the Sharkies. Oh. He played in that left hand side second row. Yep. He, yeah, he's he's a different kind of second row Wade Graham. I agree with you. He's a tremendous he's player, a smart boy, a lot of skills. Yeah, yeah. indeed. That's a good call, uh, by the way. So all he, right, thanks, guys. See thanks, you, mate. mate. See you, Fugitive. Doesn't he sound like him? Yeah, he does. What about Michael on the text line? Second rolls. Afternoon, gents. How is Brad Thorne not part of this list? Cannot agree more. Now, he's a little bit like Sonny Bill Williams. He left on a couple of occasions, went over to Rugby Union and just played for a team called the All Blacks and won a couple of World Cups. Uh, but I've got to say, like... I, I played a lot of rugby league against Brad Thorne, and he was an absolute nightmare, yeah. nightmare to play against. I'm going to throw one up, and everyone thinks he's, you know, he's a he's a funny man. He is a funny man, but he was a tremendous second rower as well. Didn't start playing first grade till he was about 23, 24. Brian Bearshead Fletcher. There you go. Now people think he's the funny man, and and sometimes people don't look into their careers as much because they're so entertaining. But he was a tremendous back rower, a really mm. good back rower. You know, at the Roosters, Phil Gould just believed in in how good he could become, and he, he was. He was a great back rower, Brian Fletcher. And I reckon he could be best on field at the SEN Sydney Christmas party tonight. Without doubt. Top two. Yeah. Who'd Top be the two. other one? Vossi. Vossi. He just, he'll throw out stats all night. <laughs> Vossi. He'll wear an old Newtown jumper. Yep. To, to the Christmas party. Rightio, keep your texts and calls coming through. 0457 736 736. Who do you think missed out on that uh, top 10 list? Very good list put out by the Raw, by the way. of the. It's got us all thinking about the best second rowers over the past 25 years. Uh, we're talking NRL era. Also, it is Fun Fact Thursday. 
This is where we want your fun facts. So uh, send those through to us as well. More in just a moment. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day. Sats and Jace here tonight. Badge on holidays. Now, we do have Fun Fact Thursday, and uh, Beedy has uh, sent in a couple of fun facts. I like this one. There is a village in Russia called Sovgra, where every resident can tightrope walk. It's been a tradition that dates back over 100 years, and no one knows how fun it started. Fun fact, Thursday. That'd be, I wouldn't mind that. That wouldn't be a bad skill. Have you got like a foam mattress or something below you? Don't know. Or a chain? Don't know how high it is as well. Yeah, true. It's probably just a meter or something. Mm. Yeah. We've got another one, mate. Uh, same. Beardy says uh, PNG has over 820 indigenous languages, 12% of the world's total languages. Fun fact Thursday. Nice work there, Sats. I like that. Uh, Adrian's on the phone. Hello, Adrian. G'day, Mr. Woogie, my favourite man. What do, you, do you want to say hello to Scott Sattler? It's his show. Hey, Adrian, how are you? Well, yeah, Scott, you're like, yeah, but well, he's the main man, Sats. Is he? You know that. Yep. So, no, there's something about Woogie that just rubs off on you, you know? He's got, he's got some sort of an aura. I don't want to talk about rubbing yeah. and, <laughs> and Woogie in the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's what a bit do you of want? Hideous, uh, uh, what do you want? Hey, hang on, Woogie. How about how, how can I help you, Adrian? Ian, Adrian, we're Ian, running out of time. Ian, the builder from Tamworth, said, guys, Adrian is a real estate agent, no, not, did, did, not an accountant. Accountants are generally nice. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 hey, if, anyway, I, I mean, just because I can, I'm a nice guy and, it's just, and, I, and I can be unbiased, I tell you. Okay, yeah, so... But I'm going to arm wrestle the both arm wrestle the both years at the one time. Now, right. what I want to say is... Yeah. Did they, do the, did, they, did they do the lock forward yesterday or what? No, they just did second row. And I'll give you my second row. Okay. Well, is Les Davidson up there? No, Les no, Davidson it's... didn't play in the NRL era. Thank you, 25 Scott. years. Yeah. He did, didn't he? No. Nope. Where did the era start? I oh, know, but I mean, he, he may have played one year, or so, but he but he missed the most. His whole career yeah. was mainly before that. So hey, when Adrian, did the NRL era start? Nineteen ninety-eight. Twenty-five yeah. years, Adrian. We've been saying that yeah. for the last fifty minutes. Hey, Adrian, thanks for wasting three <laughs> minutes of our time. It's three minutes of my life. I'm yeah. never going to have get a nice back. weekend. See you, Adrian. Bye. Oh, man. I know. Wow. If anyone wants to go whack to Adrian, please do. Actually, I think Steve. Says he wants to take on Adrian in an arm wrestling contest, and we should put it on YouTube. Jack, how do we make that happen? Mm. I, we'd have at least four viewers to that. I oh, no, I think you're underselling it. Am I? Oh, what? I'm pretty sure eighty to ninety percent of our listeners would tune in to watch that. Okay. I would absolutely. Um, what else we got? Second rows, Matt Ryan, Bulldogs, robot from Dremoyne. No, it's not Matt Ryan. It's Andrew, Andrew Ryan. Andrew, yeah, Bobcat. Yeah. Tremendous player, Bobcat. Tremendous player and should be definitely in the in the discussion. Uh, who else have we got here? Hey, guys, I think SBW is overrated and Menzies is the best. 
and Hindy underrated. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams. I didn't want to chuck that bit in. Yeah, three nine eight. Sonny Bill Williams wasn't underrated. He was a he was an mm. exceptional rugby league player. Doesn't matter what position he played. Should he be on the list though? Because he went to rugby and came back again. Yeah, and that's that's why I think we said earlier on. I think that's why people are probably thinking that he shouldn't be on the list because he because he left. But it doesn't that doesn't bother me. I, I think he was All one right. of the best back rowers. Hey, what about this one then? I think he might be along the same lines. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. 127 has texted in Mark Geyer. Yeah, MG went back to Penrith in 1998, the first year of the NRL, and he retired in 2000. So a majority of his career was played before that that 98 year. Okay. Uh, Sporty Gabs sent us through a list, but a lot of these aren't from the NRL era. era. Uh, Sporty Gav. Um, we've got Paul Sirenen. Mm-hmm. Noel Cleal, Adam Muir, yeah. Scott Gurley, Gourl- I should say. All in the 80s and 90s. David Gillespie. Uh, David Fairley, was he NRL? David Fairley played in the NRL. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's not a bad one. He was massive. Mate, Absolutely I'm... massive he was. I used to share a studio with him every Saturday. Massive hands, massive head, we had to lift massive the... ass, we... massive legs. We had to lift the roof off the building for him to come in. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't fit through the door. No, good plan. Steve Manzies and Gordon Tallis from Mark from Prairie Wood. Yeah, they're already on the list. We're looking at some people who aren't on the list. Have you got the list now, there? Just... One, yeah, 171 has said, uh, what about Ali Lautiti? Big ball playing second rower. Uh, yeah, when they won the comp, when, sorry, when they made the grand final in 2002, he was the best back row in the world. Um, 2003, he was just as good as well. Um, then faded out, went over to England. Um, I've got to say, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but. For about four years, four or five years there, Tony Pulitua was one of the most damaging back rolls in the NRL. Yeah. Yeah, he was outstanding, he was. Yeah, wasn't he? Mm. So how did he not make the list? Yeah. Um, Steve reckons I'm a dead set clown. If I think Hindmarsh is too high, I can't argue with Talis number one. Though. All I'm suggesting is Hindy drops down to four and Boyd Cordner gets the recognition he deserves at number two. I don't think there should be any argument where people sit in the top ten. What are the ones we've missed out on? I think everyone agrees yeah. Gordy's probably the most influential back rower in the There's your winner. Yeah. Ads in Chermside. I think he's a first time texter. Play never ending story. This guy never shuts up. Can we get that audio for, for the next time Adrian calls? Yeah, sure. Yep. We should do that. In fact, why don't we just ban Adrian? No, you can't ban him. Why can't we? Because everyone else is banning him, and, and we would, <laughs> we don't want to be everyone else. We want to be inclusive. Quick poll: oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Should we ban no Adrian from the show? Since he's from Tormina, Ben Kennedy. Yeah, he's in the top ten and should be probably in top five. And one seven one says, uh, did Sam Bird just play a bit of back row? Yeah, yes, he, he did. He did mainly more lock and front row. But he should be in that top ten, don't you reckon? Yeah. Mate, give me a South player, please. Come on. <laughs> Just give me one. Uh, who were Queenslanders 11 and 12 through the Golden 9 series? That's from uh, 876. Sam Thiday, he was in the top 10. There you go. Yeah. Was he in the top 10, was he? Yep. Who was the other one? The other back rower? Yeah. Mm, there was Nate Miles. There was... Yeah. Talk of big forwards. Sam, Sam Thiday was the one that held down the, okay. the longest. We're going to go to a break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back. Second hour of the show, 0457 736 736 if you want to get involved. Thanks to our great mates at McDonald Jones Homes or 1300 01170. It's enough of Adrian for this week. Uh, Jack, our producer's in the studio as well. Jack, mm. we've got to get Adrian under control. Like, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Normally, you play You've Been Cut Off. Yep. But a great suggestion by one of our listeners' sats mm-hmm. on the text is whenever he comes on now, this is what we play. Oh, it takes him forever. Can we vote now? I'm saying yes. Yeah, that's in. Okay. Majority Um, vote. Although, Jack, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. Mate, no, this is not being thrown under the bus. You have insulted all of our audience going, you people from the 80s. Yeah, what were you doing? Are idiots. I'm not saying idiots, but just. You did say that. What were you doing? You did I'm say looking that. at this video clip. This is from 1984. Is it, is it Limel or Limel? Limel. Limel. Lamal, sorry, Lamal. Lamal. Well, stupid name. What? Uh, but Whoa, look at that. Oh, Jack. The hair. It's like this mullet, but then it's spiked like he's been electrocuted, and then it's bleached. The, Wait. The, and wait. Then the, movie, these, the movie was about a flying dog. And, then there's these and it never shoulder, ended. There's these shoulder pads that... Like they, oh, look like, are they look like a triangle. It's just, what, are you, what were you doing? Mate, we'll keep Lamal. You can keep Drake. Like, what about I your artists like nowadays? They're all weirdos. Yeah. They make Kanye. They, yeah. Eight. No, 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 no. Mate, he um, belongs to you. No, he does. Uh, yeah, he does. Kardashians. Too, keep like, him. Yeah, like keep early. him. He was, he was still mid-2000s, so no, I look, was only 10. Like, give I don't me know if that's Jessica mine. Simpson and Nick, Nick Lachey's. Yeah, oh, weird. was that the, the that was tuna thing? That was a great show, that one. Yes, like, it oh, was. It's like, it yeah, it's like the chicken of the sea or something. I met her once. I have my photo with Jessica Simpson. Are you serious? Mate, I was in love with her. I was at a conference in Dallas because mm. we we're talking off air that if we ever if 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 we move to America, where would you love to live? And I've just gone Texas, low taxes, Tay guns. What? Tay horse. What's what's he saying? Oh, I didn't Texas. They say Tay horse. They do not. Not no. where I went. They didn't. Okay. And I, mate, I they're just good. They're just good wholesome people, and they love meat. They just can't get enough meat. Uh, anyway, I oh, met Jessica Simpson. It was the best night of my how life. We, how did we get on? Oh, I, I mentioned you mentioned, Jessica. You mentioned Jessica. Sorry. Simpson. So, so honestly, can I just say nineteen? You were not eighty-one. Seventy-one. Seventy-one. All right. So December seventy-one. What was going on in? You know, what were you wearing at this time? When my mid-teens. Yeah. Like, were you listening to was, this music going to the yeah, clubs? Yeah, I was, I was wearing it. breakdancing. That's right. You had the breakdancing so on the weekends. I'd wear ball shorts and a singlet. Yeah, that's it. During the week, it was breakdancing. Hello, right. we on air. Mm. What was the music you were breakdancing to? Break uh, Beat oh, Street, the yeah. King of the Beat. I see you rocking that beat from across the street. Oh, I love but that. But what was there was a big there was a breakdance movie, wasn't there? Beat Street, Beat Street. Beat yeah, Street. but there was another big Rocksteady that, Crew. That's it. Mm. Don't worry, Chase. What were you doing? Oh, nothing. Like I'm doing now. Absolutely. What was I doing? I was, what, what year were we talking about? 11? 84. 84. Oh, 14, mate. I was in my prime. Yeah. So what were, you, what, were you, what were you listening to? What were you dressed up as? Were you? I was listening to Prince. Yeah. I was a big Midnight Oil fan. 14, 15. Great band. Yeah, mm. Barnsley. Uh, I think right. For the Working Class Man came out about that time. That was a massive, like, we'll listen to proper music, mate. Not this crap you guys listen to nowadays. Yeah. 
It's all synthesized and yeah, it's yeah. right, mate. Hey, and, and it's and play it's... that play that Lymel thing. You will not hear one Lionel. genuine instrument in Lionel. there. Sorry, mate. He's not a soccer Lamar. player for Sorry. Argentina. Lamar. There is that's the most synthesized thing I've ever heard. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Are we, all, are we on? Yeah, we are. Stream yeah. every NFL game uh, this season live. Did I have happy pants in '84? Did that come later? Billabong used to have these pants, and they were one color down to about your calf muscle. Mm. And then they used to be not like a, a blue and then a yellow. Yeah, right. They were my breakdancing pants. <laughs> uh, but did you have like little clips as well? So I'm could... opening. I'm I'm a, a, an open challenge to Matty Rogers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Matty Johns, mm-hmm. who is in his own breakdancing gang in Cessnock. We're both the same age. Mm-hmm. I am offering him a challenge in Martin Place in Sydney mm-hmm. to a breakdance challenge. Okay, uh, let's make that happen next year when you both get Before back. Before round one of the NRL, I think it could be halftime entertainment of the the uh, charity shield. That could happen. Good you know? idea. Uh, stream every NFL game live this season on the NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Uh, fun fact: Thursday. Have you got another one for me? Because we've got some from our listeners. 1988, Sachin Tendulkar, one of the greatest batters of all time, scored a century in the Ranji Trophy debut. Now, Ranji Trophy is like their domestic comp in India. So in 88, Sachin Tendulkar scored a century. 2022, his son Arjun scored a century on debut. Fun fact Thursday. That's pretty good. Mm. I'm seeing this one here. In 2006, 37 Victorians were admitted to hospitals while well, eight people visited emergency departments for lawn bowls related yep. issues. Fun fact, Thursday. They're soft in Victoria, aren't they? Well, it can get very physical. Lawn, lawn bowls? bowls? Yeah. What, you're fighting over the cheese wheel? <laughs> what, what, what's happening? <laughs> what another fun fact, Thursday? Your phone has more germs than a public toilet. It's fun fact, Thursday. That's horrible. Yeah, but how? Well, putting it down on tables. And Must be. T- up to 10 times worse than a, a public but toilet. You, but what, oh, than a public toilet? Yes. Do you take your t- phone into the bathroom? Never. I know oh, you do. You sit always, in there for 20 minutes. At least. And that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Now, uh, Moose has said a fun fact. Cover your eyes and bite into an onion. It tastes like an apple. That's a lie. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? Jack, Jack, go and get an onion and try that before the show finishes. Okay, Petto from Bathurst. What? With an interesting fun fact. An armadillo can jump up to three to four foot. Fun fact Thursday. That's just a Google one. Who, um, a 785, I went and seen Breakdance and Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yep. At the pitches, when it came out, my breakdance phase didn't last long. Mm. No, it didn't last long, did it? No. Did you do the spinning on the head bit? Yep, head spin. Um, <laughs> my favourite move was a a, a windmill <laughs> into that? a backspin, and then I'd finish like on my side with my hand uh, on my ear and the elbow on the ground, uh, like looking at the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have at a the girl- time, I thought it was cool. Did you have a girlfriend when you were growing up? <laughs> I was very sheltered. Just checking. I was very sheltered. Sports update. Uh, join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Mitch Stark has revealed his sadness that he never got to break bread with Shane Warne and reconciles the relentless criticism he copped from he was, the Spin King. He was, wasn't he, Warne? He was always pretty harsh on Mitchell Stark. And it was about his inconsistency to be able to hit the right line. And, of course, Shane Warne's trying to compare him to one of our greatest bowlers of all time and in Glenn McGrath, who 
who I suppose he backed off a lot on his speed, Glenn McGrath, so he could get quality as opposed to quantity, didn't he? And yeah. that's why he was always critical, warning about about Mitchell Stark. But I've got to say, Mitchell Stark has, has matured and is becoming one of those great strike bowlers that does hit the mark most times often than not. Hey, good text here from uh, Wild Panther. Sats, do you think Penrith can keep Spencer Lanou and also Stephen Crichton? Will they stay for less to play with mates? Cheers, legend. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good text message. And I think Spencer Lanou, I think he'll have to go at one some stage. I think he's going to demand too much money. He's only 19, 20 years of age. and he, Every time he comes on, he changes. He lifts the tempo for the Panthers, even the, the tempo that they're playing at. So I think he's going to have to take a really good offer from another club, and he deserves it as well. Uh, Stephen Crichton's an interesting one. Like he, from all reports, he's he's not even playing in the position that he's best at, which is fullback, and he can kick goals beautifully as well. I love listening to Brad Fittler talk about him. He knows a fair bit about Stephen Crichton, and and he, a lot that we don't know about. And he thinks that fullback's his position. He's one of the best strikers of the ball, also in the game. So he's a not only is he a, a tremendous player, but he can turn four into six yeah. as well. So Crichton. Yeah, if, if they were to take less, then the NRL's got to accept it because every player's got a, a base number. Mm. So, for example, if you're an $800,000 player and the NRL says that you're anywhere from you know, 700 to a million, you accept 500000 from a club, mm-hmm. red flags go up right. at NRL headquarters. So, well, but they think maybe some deals are done elsewhere, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, and so to answer your question, I think Spencer Lenu is more of a chance of staying than Stephen Crichton after 23. Yeah, wow. Mm. Well, he can't play fullback anyway because you've got one of the best in the game there. Isn't he? Dylan Edwards, yeah. most consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, thanks for your text. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, what about this? Uh, the New South Wales former cricketers, right, mm. um, claim to be embarrassed and insulted at being invited to the SCG test and offered a Misley $30 food and drink voucher by the game's National Players which, Union. Which SCG test is that? Uh, that's the New Year's test Oh, against South Africa. The upcoming test. Yeah, third third one. Former Australian New South Wales cricketers, embarrassing $30 food and drink voucher. So they get their ticket. Yeah. They get their free ticket, plus they get a 30 buck voucher to spend on food and drink. Oh, I, or were they claiming everything should be free? Well, I yeah, or, or more. I reckon, I reckon that's quite... Quite generous. I mean, a ticket is generous. I mean, I, I know Fatty, no, not Fatty, um, Greg Ritchie, uh, Fat Cat's come out and talked about this today. He's got, mate, could you imagine the, the, the fogs, the state of origin doing that in Queensland and so on? But, mate, I was talking about this off air. Didn't you have to pay for your ticket? You're, you're a fog. As a former player, yeah, you you still have to buy your origin ticket. You get it at a, at a discount price, sure. but it's still an expensive ticket. And you don't get free food and and alcohol with it as well. Yeah, I reckon it's a generous offer by the the National Players Union. Yeah, you know the game doesn't owe, the game doesn't owe you constantly. No. I mean, the game provided a a really good platform whether it's cricket, rugby league, rugby union, whatever it may be. So you can't continually go into these situations thinking the game owes you. That uh that 30 bucks will get you a chico roll and a coke. Not to be sneezed at. That's slice of pie, slice of pizza. <laughs> That's right. Hey? hey, what about France? Through to the second consecutive World Cup final after defeating Morocco 
2-0. Shifts back onto his right foot. Here's Mbappe getting through the traffic, getting a shot away. Back post, and that should be it. It's Randall Colomuani who might have just sealed France's passage into the World Cup final. The sub, his first touch since being brought on. He's only been on for a matter of seconds, and he has put France 2-0 up. What a final this is going to be, 2 a.m. Monday morning, New South Wales time. I've got to say, FIFA officials, even though it would have been great to see Morocco, the giant killers, get in there, um, I think this is obviously the game that, that they, would have, they would have wanted FIFA officials because you've got the legend in Messi, one of the greatest of all time, up against Mbappe, the, mm. the highlight we just heard, who's the superstar um, at the moment. So uh, this, is the, this is the clash that they needed. And you know, I think everyone will probably sit in Messi's corner because he's never won a World Cup and um, some of our great players never get to win the World Cup or win a premiership, whatever it may be. I don't know if any of our listeners saw it. There's wonderful drone footage in Argentina. I'm guessing it's Buenos Aires. Um, it's like the main street. It'd have to be close to a half a million people singing the national anthem yeah, on the street. Sure. Even more People clinging onto to light poles and on top of roofs, amazing, amazing images. It was just, it was actually beautiful. Uh, if, look for it if you can find it online uh, and check that out. Um, and of course, the Zing Bales have once again come under the spotlight after Indian batter Shreya's. Uh, is it Aya? I think it is Shreya's Aya was gifted a massive reprieve during the first test against Bangladesh in Chattagram on Wednesday. Uh, have a listen to this call. Oh, Jack Bakken, and that is a superb delivery. But struck the base. I cannot believe it. Well, smiles of relief. Let's have a look at this. And just brushed that off stump. And look at the bell. Uh, going, going, but not gone. So the ball rattled the stumps, as you heard there. The bales lit up, but did not fall off. Now, didn't that happen in the Big Bash last year, or uh, was it... Andrew Simons was very funny in his uh, in his assessment of this. He, he believes it's because and he's probably right because they've got batteries in them. Yes, it's heavier. Yep, and gravity force. Yeah. So, I think Roy was onto something there. So yeah, because of the weight, because of the battery, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's harder to knock off. And the chewing gum that the batsman's placing uh, on the yep. bales. Mm. Never let a batsman see. Never let a batsman pick up a bale. Mm. They could doctor it. All you need to do is take out well, – we took out sandpaper. What's stopping them taking out some super glue? <laughs> Seriously. You think, oh, he's getting a piece of chewing gum out. No, he's super gluing the bale to the stumps. Uh, 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is Sports Day. Uh, more of your texts. Um, We've got uh, 280. It's Mark from Prairiewood. He says Luke Lewis. Yeah, Luke Lewis is in the top 10 of the last 25 years and – uh, Guesty from Dorigo, Luke O'Donnell. Now, Luke O'Donnell, he had a couple of really big years when he was at the West Tigers. I think 2000 he came in and, and then he went to the Cowboys as well and they made the grand final in 2005. Uh, he, a, a, he had about three or four really good years there, Luke O'Donnell, where he represented his country and his state. Um, hi, lads. Bo Scott at his best, worth consideration. St. Boyd, yeah, really good competitor. Wherever Wayne Bennett went after the Dragons, he yeah. took... He took Bo Scott because he had a really good influence on the side. Uh, Toowoomba Tiger. I love Toowoomba. Anthony Watmo, 
It's been mentioned a couple of times, hasn't it? Chalk, yeah, he was a only a really small back rower, but he's lightning quick and strong as well. Uh, Shane Rodney won a competition with Chalk Watton Mound. He played with me at Penrith as well. Tell me some really good stories about Anthony Watmay. He used to just walk around and, you know, he, he wouldn't do extras or anything like that, but he'd walk into the gym and break every record. Yeah. And when they did fitness tests, <laughs> he'd break everything. So uh, Anthony Watmay, Steve Simpson. Well, Steve Simpson was one of the hardest back rows to play against. Newcastle. Oh, he was such a good player. Try-saving tackle on Andrew Ryan in the 2001 Grand Final. Yep. In the first half, yeah, game That's may- right on the try line too. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, game may have been different if yeah. Andrew Ryan scores that try because the score line wasn't that uh, that great at that stage. And Ryan Hoffman, Ryan Hoffman was a tremendous back rower as well for Melbourne. Outstanding he was. So Good nominations. We're going to take a break. Uh, none for ten. The Renegades are batting first against the Heat in Cairns tonight in the third Big Bash game of the year. When we come back, greatest sporting moments or greatest Australian sporting moments of 2022 tonight, we're going to focus on a rugby league one. And just on that, uh, a couple of uh, texts have come through. Uh, one from Budster. Uh, regarding the 2022 highlights, hi, boys. Greatest sporting moments of 2022. Ash Barty's win at the Australian Open. Yeah, we covered that a, a couple of nights ago. Awesome. And it was. Can you believe that idiot, Kyrgios? This oh, week. that's him, you know. Yeah, but, mate, I get I get attacked by just simply suggesting Hindmarsh should go to four and Boyd Corden <laughs> to go to two. And this idiot, <laughs> oh, it's just Nick. He's attacked one of our greats mm-hmm. of the game, which he is not even anywhere near. Am I a man yelling at a cloud yes. again? I'm just sticking up for Ash, mate. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm well, sti- she deserves sticking up for, but, again, it, uh, Nick is Nick and... You take him with a grain of salt and, and he'll go away. Uh, best performances, Tane Milne during the NRL final series. Mark from Mortdale. Mm. He was good for South, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, 2022 highlights, Murray Talungi. Arguably the rugby league past the century yeah. from Mike. Magic round. is outstanding. Uh, we're going to get to ours tonight. Uh, we're doing about 12 of these as we lead up to the, the end of the year. Um, our fourth one next. Rugby league fans, stand by. It's a beauty. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now on Sports Day, the great sporting moments of 2022. Rightio, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to do the mention here for the lovely client. Choose Termidor, Australia's most trusted termiticide, but... Sats, I'm going to give this great sporting moment of 2022 to you, our first team that we're featuring over these next 12 days. And, of course, it is your mighty Penrith Panthers. Yeah, their grand final win in 2022, their second uh, back-to-back. And the game itself, I think, to many was a little bit underwhelming because they were so dominant. But I suppose it's their run in uh, 2019 – sorry, 2020 – uh, beaten by Melbourne, 2021, uh, they won their their first premierships 2000 since 2003, and then to go through and win um, 2022 as well. Is it, and I suppose t- 2021 premiership was played in Brisbane, wasn't played in Sydney amongst their 
No Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, for South, yeah. <laughs> um, but then to be able to, to play the, the grand final, the NRL grand final in, in Sydney in front of their fans uh, probably means a lot more to them than the, the 2021 one. Um, in saying that, uh, they had a pretty tough run in because they had some injuries during the year. Jerome Luai yep. suffered an MCL, a, a medial ligament strain. He was gone for four weeks. Nathan Cleary was sidelined for five weeks for that spear tackle. And then their, I suppose their second string has really took over. Sean O'Sullivan, Kurt Falls, uh, Jamin Salmon and co. It just shows their depth. What impresses me most about this side, this Panther side, is the amount of the juniors that have played together since they were 15 or 16, they've just come through all these junior reps. They've won comps. They hit first grade together and they've got this really good blend. And I've got to say, I mean, they've lost Viliami Kikau this year. He's a huge loss. Happy Coruscant is a massive loss as well. I don't think they'll start the season as, as good as what they they do in the past because they've got the World Club Challenge, a lot of players on the, on the World Cup mm. tour as well. So they may start a little bit underdone, but they'll come home strong. As usual. Now, in round one of the finals, they faced the Eels. They beat them twice in the regular season, the Eels. Um, but in this game, it was, it was a pretty clinical performance to beat them 27-8. Now, they go back to kick out. In fact, no, they come back the other way. Cleary, there's a pain move. Edwards sliding through. It was all set up for the fullback. Wow. And he slid through, picked up the kick of the captain, and they get across for another try. Yep, then um, one week off. When you win that week one of the finals, you get the week off and watch everyone else play it out. And maybe some teams get some injuries or whatever it may be. Then they fa- face South. And just, again, they showed their class and confirmed why they were the premiership favourites. Right-hand side, Cleary. Cleary to the line. Went over to the right-hand side. Now puts a grubber and oh. kick through. It's on all day. And Nathan scores the try. And it's a grand final of the Golden West. 32-12 that was, and they got to a stage of the game when they just knew when to put their fing- finger on the trigger and, and pull it, and that's exactly what they did against South, as much as you hate that, Woogie. Mm. Now, they face the Eels again in that final series. is in the grand final. Many believe that Parramatta had finally reached their final moment. They, you know, The year before, they they nearly, they nearly beat Penrith in Mackay that game was in sapping heat and Penrith were able to get away with it, a really low-scoring game. And many thought that this was Parramatta's year, but it wasn't to be because the Panthers, not only did they they arrive at the grand final as the favourites, they took it to another level and ended up running out winners and back-to-back premiers by beating the Parramatta Eels 26-0. Oh, it was to Charlie Staines! The Forbes Ferrari scores! And Penrith press play on the party. The party starts for Penrith. 21 minutes remaining. It's 26 nil and a kick to come. Yeah, two late tries. Yeah, to the to the Parramatta Eels. But you know the game was done. And what what I loved about it is not only did they have a lot of success through the SG Ball Jersey Flag New South Wales Cup. They won all those titles as well. First time in in rugby league history. Uh, but in saying that as well, the man you just heard his name, Dylan Edwards. Not only did he come up with a, a really big moment, individual moment in the game with his with his um, his very impressive tackle, um, but the Clive Churchill medalist because this is a guy he's continued to he's had to continue to try and get recognition of a, as a player that can can be one of the you know the major influences on his side because there's a lot of, and I was one of those 
probably a few years back, I thought if you've got to win the comp, I think your fullback has got to be a guy that scores anywhere from 15 to 20 tries. But Dylan Edwards is basically just... He's unassuming, isn't he? Oh, he's, and he's one of the most popular teammates. He's yeah. one of the fittest team uh, players in the team as well. And he finally stepped out of that that shadow of people that people thought that he wasn't good enough to compete at a week-to-week level if their team was going to be the premiers. Not only has he done that, he goes and wins a Clive Churchill medal. Aren't we blessed with fullbacks in the game? Well, it's I think outside of... I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the ones who want to be fullbacks. The current fullbacks we have in the game. The class. Well, it's the most important player in the side now. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, they cover the most amount of yards and metres, and, and they've got to be the ones who've got to be able to be the strike player as well. So they've become the most important player in the side. Is Dylan Edwards now up there with the likes of Teddy? Oh, different player, different influence on the game. But when you talk about our great fullbacks currently in the game, Dylan Edwards is now in that conversation as a fullback that if he went on the open market, probably the best way to explain it, if he went on the open market now, mm. he would have a majority of clubs lining up for his services. There That's how important he is to a side. He'd get well over a million bucks, wouldn't mm. he, easily? Uh, well done, Sats. A great moment of uh, 2022. Nice to hear someone else losing to the Panthers in a grand final other than South. We'll have another great Australian sporting moment of 2022 for you on Monday night here on Sports Day. Uh, if you're not asking for Termidor, you're asking for trouble. Choose Termidor, Australia's most trusted to mid aside. Uh, lots of texts coming through. Sats, 80% of those second rowers we called out on that list yep. and, and the other nominations that are coming through over the last 25 years. This is from Matt from New South Wales. 80% of those second rowers played the whole game, not 50% as they do today. Players who changed the rules. Eric Sims, John Peard, fourth tackle rule. Saints winning for so long must be more. Yeah, and you are right. Um, a lot of the players did play 80 minutes. And um, in year 2000, it was unlimited interchange. So the biggest team, if you had the biggest team in the comp, you were going to win the comp because you just keep rotating your players. Yep. And the Broncos had the biggest team. So they'd, roll, they'd just rotate their players. They'd walk them up and down the sideline for about six or seven minutes. And they'd bring Thorn on and Talus. And then they'd, um, they'd bring their big front rowers on. It was, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare to play against them. But most, before that, a lot of the back rowers played, uh, yeah, played 100% of the, the game. Mick from the Gongs listening. He says Adrian Morley and SBW were kings. But Anthony Tupo at his best was a prince. Yeah, Anthony Tupo was a really good player. He, he was never able to, he had a really bad ankle break. I remember that. And it, it really stifled his career. Um, but on his day, Andrew T- uh, Anthony Tupo was a tremendous back rower. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Dar- uh, Daniel from Prairie Wood is related to another listener of ours, Mark from Prairie Wood. We don't get too many people uh, from there. Uh, gents agree that Boyd Cordner should be higher up on the list. I wouldn't have had SBW due to him leaving the game uh, with rugby getting him at his peak. I would have also had Ryan Hoffman, four grand finals, Three premierships, New South Wales and Australian honours. When we used to talk about the big three at Melbourne, I used to always deliberately say the big four because he was so important to that side. Ryan Hoffman, he was an outstanding player. Did Finucane, Finucane second row? Nah, well, yeah, he did play a lot of second row. But at the Bulldogs, he, he's played in so many grand finals, Dale Finucane. But he's, he's more of a lock front rower, that new position that, that's been created in the game. Um, yeah, but not a lot. Not a lot in the back row. 
Right, okay. Like 11 or 12. Like okay. he, didn't, he didn't cement himself in, those, in okay. those positions. More than 13. Honk from the GC. G'day, gents. Not <laughs> sure if it's been submitted already, but my nomination for a top tier 11 or 12 is Bobby Lindner. Yeah, but we're looking at the – he says, by the way, all the best for the holiday season. But we're looking at the NRL era yeah. here. Mm. Uh, and that's a great list, by the way, that the Raw – have put together. Uh, second rowers, uh, I can't get Siri to confirm if Darren Smith played in the last 25 he years. Did. Does he get a start, Sats? Yeah, he played in the 98 premiership winning side for the Broncos, then went back to the Bulldogs, 99-2000, then went over to England. Right. So sort of missed a lot of his of a lot of his career. Now, this is a really good one. Uh, Daniel again. Sats and Woogie, Mick Crocker should be in that oh, top 10. Yes. Crocker had success at the Roosters, Storm and Rabbitohs. He was tough and uncompromising. You are right. Michael Maguire told me a great story about Mick Crocker at South Sydney. He'd come from Melbourne. He was a little bit busted and wounded with injuries. And he never missed a training session. And this is before they won the comp in 2014. So 2013, Michael Maguire believes Mick Crocker was the big reason why Sam Burgess became the player that he did in the NRL. Because he set such a precedence with training, training through injury, playing through injury. He tells a story about how Mick Crocker, from, he bought a, from Melbourne, the week of the grand final, everyone goes a little bit easy on, in the weights room because you think if I lift weights too heavy, I'm going to maybe tear a muscle or you don't want to miss out in the grand final. Mick Crocker, in 2013, I think it was, he broke a record for the bench press, his own personal record, the week of, you know, and then 2014, and he basically educated a lot of the players about grand final week is the most important week. You need to train your yep. hardest grand final week. And he said it, it became like the Mick Crocker, um, you know, the, the, the legend of Mick Crocker about how hard he trained, how he played through injury, what he was willing to put his body through. And he he missed out on that 2014 side. Um, I think it was through injury. It would have been through injury because of the influence he had on the side. But he'd already left his mark on the side. That South Sydney side in 2014. And Mick Maguire, um, yeah, talks ad nauseum about the effect that Mick Crocker had on that that premiership What's winning he doing side now? in 2014. He's got a. He's actually got a really good academy. It's called the Mick Crocker Academy. It's, oh, it's, it's coaching and developing young rugby yeah. league players. We yeah. should get him on. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we go to the break, Adam from Noosa, Willie Mason. Yeah, good one. Good one, Adam. Uh, Willie Mason, he had a huge influence on the game. He was a little bit like a Tony Puller tour, like six foot four, six five. He could run like a centre and he was so damaging. And through that period when he made his debut and then all of a sudden the Bulldogs should have won, should have played in the grand final 2002, but they lost all the points. 2003, they didn't make it, but they were, they were up there. 2004, they won the comp. Yep. He got the Clive Churchill medal 2004. So that's a, that's a really list, good nomination, yeah. Yeah. Adam. All right. We're going to go to a break. Uh, keep your text coming through 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Birthday sale is on now. Renegades, 5.3 overs into their innings. Good crowd in Cairns. By the way, Sats just looking at the hill. They're none for 59 against the Brisbane Heat. More of Sports Day on the way next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, Welcome back to the show. This debate, I'm going to hold off on this until Monday during the ad break. Scott Sattler has been controversial, isn't he, Jack? Controversial indeed. Saying that lamb is the most overrated meat. It's the backbone of our country, Scott. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's nice, but it's not up there with pork and beef. And Your wife's kiwi as well. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. that's poor. Yeah, that's not good. Mm. Uh, football is here. Uh, here is the Isuzu uh, Ute A League. Experience it live. Search A League's tickets. There's going to be some controversy this weekend. Jack's outraged. Mm. Are you going to walk out on – are you going to the Brisbane Raw this weekend? I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, not for protest reasons. Oh, uh, because they're it's, interstate? It's, it's not in Brisbane. Yeah, it's in Newcastle. Um, yeah, it's in Newcastle. So, so should, everyone should have done his research then. Everyone, no, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's a valid point. You don't know yeah. where I could be. That's right. He, could, yeah. he gets around. Uh, but people are protesting because the uh, New South Wales government have thrown so much money into the A-Leagues. That's one uh, way of putting it. Injection, a massive injection of money which will filter down to junior football. Well, we but, hope it will. But the fans, the I fans, don't know if that's where the problem well, is. Well, that's what – well, okay. It's the fastest-growing sport in Australia. It's got the most number of juniors in the sport. Yep. So there's so a what's happening? going on. What's, so what's, what's, all right, essentially so what's, what's happening in Melbourne? Yeah. So Melbourne City are playing Melbourne Victory yeah, on so Saturday Yeah, so Melbourne night. Derby. Uh, there's going to be a walkout organised by the fans and their supporters groups because essentially uh, this decision is that the A-League Grand Final is going to be held for the men and women – uh, league both in Sydney for the next three years. That's never been the tradition. It's always been that the highest rate, like the top team gets to host the final. That's how it's always been, even back in um, the uh, old days. The, in the old days, the strikers <laughs> doing it. It's great. Perry Park is fantastic. But all of that is um, now changed. And what their biggest concern is that obviously they've changed it, but it was the communication between the stakeholders, the clubs, and the fans that there was no input. Fair call. Yeah. Fair call, but I haven't seen a rugby league fan or an AFL fan walk out of games at the 22-minute mark because the grand finals are held in Melbourne for the AFL and the grand finals held in Sydney for the NRL. It's it's called catching up with it's the times, It's tradition, mate. and like that's what you're saying. No, it's no. always been tradition at the MCG. Now, the tradition has been that the number one team hosts the final. And even Good when point, they're Jack. having it in the Gabba, they flew up a bit of patch of grass from the G and laid it on the ground wow, because he, of tradition. You're getting very animated. Jack. No, but if that's your point, that's not valid. But, time, but get with the times. So let me get this right. So haven't they already Correct me paid for their tickets? Correct me from right. Well, yes, yeah. So these are members' areas, yeah. So, so they've got their tickets. The tickets are already paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to turn up to the game. and It's they're a demonstration lead. of fan no, power. No, I get that. Yeah. But they're going to go all. They're going to make all the way. They're going to pay for parking. They're going to go to the game. Mm-hmm. They're going to get there, yep. and they're going to walk out at the twenty-second minute. I read it was on the twenty-second mm. minute. Yeah, right. But that's only at that game. There's going to be different times in other places. You right, mate? You're just checking your TikTok. No, he's looking up the A-League. No, checking. Yeah, I'm looking but, up but, the A-League. So Jack. Yeah. So then the fans are going to leave. Is that right? Yes. So there's different. Things Why go to the game? Planned because it's a demonstration. Can you let him answer, is, please? This is the fans voting with their with their movement. Okay, Just so shut up and bowl. <laughs> <laughs> They've got them there. We really need to clip that because that's going to keep going in yeah. this show for sure. Essentially, they're showing that the fans are there. The fans are what create the atmosphere. The fan is what carries it. They're going to show up and they're going to show you the difference when they leave. It's going right. to be a show of show of sport. Well, mm. that'll show the A leagues, won't it? Well, I think it will. 
I think it shows when it's a quiet crowd and it's just boring and they go, well, why is this? Don't do it. I set you up for that. Is that it's because the fans are the ones that go. So what are you trying to get out of this then? What's the end result? You want them to reverse the decision and give back the money? That's never going to happen. I don't think it's not going to happen. So what happens after this then? You just have to continue, I guess, to show your... Uh, so you walk out every week at the 22nd minute mark. Or, I don't know, but there just the flip has to side be is, something... The flip side yeah. is turn up in mass numbers and Correct. prove that it you shouldn't be held. It. Yeah, you deserve it. But you, d- you have deserved it by winning, and that's always been the case. And you've got... What if you have a Perth versus Wellington final and it's in, and it's in Sydney? It's, it's, it makes, a, it's a little bit like... Um, the Cowboys versus the Broncos in 2015. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because no one turned up to that. One of the greatest grand finals of yeah, all time. 80, yeah, 80,000 people there watching two interstate teams. Would have been how much better would have been if it was in Suncorp? Well, That's you would have lost about 30,000 people. Yeah, but they, they still had the atmosphere. Better. You still had the great But it couldn't get it. better. It can't get better when we're you've talking different built sports. the stadium. I'm talking if we're talking different sports. But you've got to move with the times, mate. I. If, you, I, if you're talking look, about tradition, big, yeah, I know. And I, uh, there's a part of me that goes, if they had come out and said, "Look, the game is struggling. We all know the problems we have. This is a great opportunity for uh, the league to make some money." Okay, I think that would have been well done. But Steve this continues. Goes, Jack is passionate. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But this continues a tradition of the A League and the Players Association, okay, being at odds and not being communicated. We had the I, massive. You fallout. make a, you make a really good point. I mean, it there, does. there should have been there should have been better communication between all the stakeholders. Yeah, we had yeah. this issue with the the active supporter groups getting banned and getting blocked out for all their groups of years yeah. ago. It's just continuing. You know what they should do the soccer fans. Tell me, we're not going to bring a flare to the game. That's it. Oh, get out. Yep. <laughs> When you could watch it. How do you get a flare into the stadium? <laughs> that's exactly It's a great point, Woogie. Like, I can't I even get a bag of Twisties because <laughs> <laughs> it's branded Twisties. I'm meant to buy them there. I've had to eat big bags pat- of Twisties at the gate. They don't pat you down. Well, where do you put the flare? In your pants. In, what, in your pocket. What, what, what are you, talk, what, what are you what? talking about? You're not going to put are it in they, a bag. Are they inserting it? Like, is, is <laughs> like, is like, is it like in prison? It fits in a pocket. I can imagine all the fans out the gates just inserting flares everywhere. You just, you just put it in your pants. They're not gonna. They don't pat you down going in. But Jack, what? yes, it's a weapon. Well, well, well that's soccer. It's a, it's anyway. a device. Okay, uh, good stuff, Jack. I'm glad you cleared that up for us as well. That's good, mate. Yeah, there's going to be some interesting. Uh, the games will at least be interesting. The Melbourne derby is very interesting because Melbourne City are on top. And, okay. um, yeah. Any other big games we should look out for? I mean, Newcastle playing Brisbane tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, look, Brisbane, are, uh, it's going to be the last game of Char- um, Charlie Austin, who was a big EPL former home. player. He's yeah. heading off, isn't he? Yeah, he's mm. returning home. It just it just didn't work out. But yeah, Brisbane Raw, Newcastle Jets, that's a great game because both of them uh, are a game behind and they're on uh, just similar amount of points. So that'll be big too. All right, mate, good stuff. Can uh, I ask a really quick question yeah. about football, even yes. though it's on A-League and... Thank yeah. you, the A-League. Quick of, yep. Hi, Jack. Uh, FIFA World Rankings will come out. Uh, how high will the Socceroos jump up after beating top 16 sides? Ooh, I don't know. I think I think a, a fair bit, but it, it's it's interesting because now after the World Cup, it, it, it kind of doesn't really matter yep. in terms of going forward. But I definitely think there'll be an improvement. Okay, beauty. Yeah. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Keith. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Ah, yes. Welcome back. Uh, New Farm Australian through and through bring you the weather. Grafton tomorrow on 2GF. Uh, Like the Bronco. Was it Bronco? Grafton Bronco. You can head along to the Carols by the beach event on Sunday with the Coffs Harbour City Orchestra on Sunday. Kicks off at 6. For your Friday, though, top of 24, mostly cloudy day, high chance of showers and a low of 15 overnight. Weather should be fine for Sunday night as well. That is great news. Formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. One of the great caravan parks mm. in and around the Coffs region, mm. Grindy Beach. Yeah, nice. Beautiful caravan park. I love Coffs. I'm, I'm more a port guy, though. I like Port Macquarie. I haven't spent a lot of time in I think I've been to Port Macquarie once or twice. Yeah, beautiful place. Mm. Uh, quick text here. I've learned two things tonight. This is from Steve. Woogs has no idea about second rowers mm. and not to upset Jack when it comes yeah, to soccer. I concur with both. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, 2022 great sporting feat, Stephanie Gilmore winning her eighth world surf Yeah, we did that on Monday night, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, we did Thanks, that. Thanks, Beardy. Yeah. Charlestown. Yep. So we looks like we're on the right... We're in yep. the right headspace here, aren't we? Yep. Afternoon, or well, second rowers. This is from Bruce. What's Bruce saying here, mate, from Blacksmiths? Uh, Bruce is saying, I'm driving along listening to the show. I've racked my brain and reflected on and some saved memories and come up with these five second rowers from the inception of the NRL. Tony Pulitua, I agree. I'm a little bit biased. Ryan Hoffman, I agree. Viliami Kikia, yeah, I think by the time he retires, he's going to be one of the most devastating back rowers. Uh, Felice Kafusi, tremendous career, Felice Kafusi. Beaver Menzies. Yeah, Beaver's in there, Bruce. He's in the top 10 from the Raw uh, website. Um, Beaver was a, he was a phenomenal player, Beaver. Mm. Outstanding mm. he was. Yeah. Mm. Right here. Um, Glenn's blowing up in the text machine. Hey, Jack, how come you take Adrian's call but not mine, nor even read out my texts? Cheers, Glenn. Geez, the whack packer going off tonight. Is mm. there a full moon? I don't know. We don't, have, not... we don't have any windows, so. Um, mm. Why is he getting... They all get jealous. Uh, and to Woogie's question, no, Mark from Prairie Wood and I are not related. That's Daniel from Prairie Wood. You know what I've got to do tonight? Well, I've got to – we normally end the show on a song, so we're just going to finish it on the last laugh tonight, all right? Okay. You ready for this? Let's do it. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Um, we were meant to get Jack to do this, but I've forgotten about that as well. He's going to do Rooster Muzz's joke. We're going to wait for that no, on Monday. No, no, Rooster Muzz. No, he's got a good joke there. No, he, I saw it last night. It's no good. It's not for air. All right, what is do you got? It? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, this actually isn't a joke. It's what I actually... I threw a ball for my dog. Um, and I know it's over the top, but he, he looks really good in a tuxedo. Oh, come on. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, that's it. You're out. Jack's in next. Jack, you're doing the joke Monday. Hey, thanks for listening um, uh, this week. We've loved it. Hey, grab a podcast, the show. Just look for Sports Day in New South Wales. We'll be back on Monday night. We'll catch you then. See you, Satsy. Good night.